If you want a taste of my juicy apple pie, you better be nice. You got that? I am sorry. Make pies, slave. It's podcast time. Group on group of friends. We'll talk about bare disclaims. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt, and I'm trying not to click away on the mouse already. Boop. There we go. <laughs> And we're we're good. Oh my goodness! And here we are talking about Adventure Time from episode one all the way to the very end. Yeah, Ma- Matthew. Yes. How are you? I'm great. I'm all jacked up right now from watching Cobra Kai right before recording. So true story. We were driving and parked the other day, and where we were going was adjacent to a Panda Express. And Matt's like, Panda Express, where all the kids hang out. How come they're not breaking out in a karate fight? I was legitimately angry. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, she's a bunch of boring teenagers in there not doing karate, no gang wars or anything. <laughs> man, this world is useless. <laughs> oh, this country is imploding Matthew, <laughs> without karate. Matthew is on a karate high. I am. I actually want to take an adult karate class. I think you should. Because I don't want to beat up a bunch of 12-year-olds in a regular class. What's stopping you? Or do you? I? <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah, so Stingray. Howard, Stingray. <laughs> Anybody who watches that show gets me. Wow, you love. Don't you love how we've run an Adventure Time podcast and we talked about nothing but another show? So, far? <laughs> how are you? I'm lovely, except I, you know, love our cats to to pieces. However, comma, I want to diversify. I'm a mom. I'm a cat mom, and I really would like to be a plant mom. But yet, my cat mom and my plant mom lives, lives? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's lives. Lives can't align because our stupid cats attack my plants if they're out. Yep. (sighs) Listen, I am not. It has phases, too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'm not a green thumb. My father is, like, amazing gardener, crazy awesome. And I've already killed like plants that are supposed to be like immune to the worst care. And I've killed two. <laughs> That's like me with fish. <laughs> we can't own fish because they will die under my care. I'm surprised our cats are alive. I, don't, I honestly am too. <laughs> I can't believe one of our cats is over 10 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, so Creature loves to eat my plants and cannot leave them alone. I bought this cute little like plant ladder. And it was as long as, you know, I can keep an eye on him, it's fine. But overnight. Yeah, it started like little bites on one plant. We'd shoo him away and then he'd be straight up attacking one plant. He's such an asshole. And then, (laughs) yes, he is. (laughs) So he'd attack one plant like straight up and we'd be like spraying with a water bottle. Then we just woke up one morning. The whole tower of plants was on the floor and he'd pulled all of them out from their pots. He's like, yo, you think you can uh, stop me? (laughs) Why is he, uh, what's that guy's name? Why is he, uh, he's in Ladybugs. He's in, oh, yeah, why is he Rodney Dangerfield? Well, apparently our cat was Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> That's in there for me you now. Oh, what do you think? But yeah, I'm My su- kind of plant. <laughs> I'm going to take it out. I'm super, super annoyed. And I appreciate his, you know, curiosity, just not with my plants. Just not his destruction level. I know. That's cats. Cats So now they're living living in the bathroom until I affix a shelf to the wall. 
the plants live in the bathroom, not the cat. <laughs> <laughs> We're good cat owners. We are. We even got someone from Rover to take care of them while we're gone, not having to fend for themselves. Yeah, she seems cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. It's the first time ever using that before, but yeah. I didn't want to drive our cats all the way up to my parents and it's a whole thing. And Yeah, yeah. You know. You know, like, cats are easy. They are. But cats in groups of three can be a handful, I guess. A clouder of cats. A, cl- a murder of cats. <laughs> a murder of cats. It feels like that. <laughs> anyway. We were talking about that earlier. I was like, why, why are there different names of groups for different animals? Like I know, a murder right? of crows, a gaggle cl- of geese. A clouder of cats. Clouder of cats. Yeah. yeah. Just call them all murders of things. <laughs> a murder of cats. A murder of hedgehogs. No. <laughs> <laughs> so excited for the next Sonic movie. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We got two Adventure Time episodes. We do have two lovely, amazing episodes to talk about. Yeah, we really do. And I will say, I barely remembered anything from either of these before. And I'm surprised by that because I really enjoyed them both. Yeah, they're both really good. I am pretty, um, for watching both of these for the first time, you're making a funny face. I'm trying trying to limit the amount of editing I have to do. So I'm like... (laughs) Every time I have to take a breath, I get away from the mic now so you don't hear me breathing into it like. <sighs> <laughs> but why is your not breathing phase like really weird? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a concerned face. That's just one of the like when I'm breathing. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, loved both the episodes. Uh, we're going to be talking about Davy and Dungeon Mystery Dungeon. Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, spoiler. Return of Tree Trunks. Yeah. Yay. And Tree Trunks really shines in this one. She is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel like I need to get a Tree Trunks tattoo with an apple pie. <laughs> well, we were looking at other Adventure Time tattoos earlier. Yeah. I, I, ideally, I would love to get an Adventure Time sleeve. Like, that's that's like my idea of future state. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Only your favorite characters. So, But, like, I, but I could have... Abercadaniel... <laughs> Um, <laughs> choose goose. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I was gonna say Veronica, but that's not the right name for the kid that has a female name. But is that Tiffany? A- Tiffany. <laughs> I love how Tiffany ages throughout the series. Like he has like a little mustache. The next time we see him, that's great. Good. You know he's doing stuff with his life. You know, trying new facial features. Oh, speaking of characters we don't like, uh, in one of the emails we're going to be reading later, somebody mentioned, like, I can't believe you guys don't like Scooby-Doo. I'm like, man, <laughs> we're just going to stop talking about things we don't like on this show. Listen, I, it's just not for me. It's a brand of humor that's not for me. And it's okay. We're allowed not to like things. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like this is such a positive podcast in general. You know, going back to tattoos, I would love to have... Um, like I said, an Adventure Time sleeve on one of my arms. I think it would look, or a half sleeve or something. And it just be really cool. I, I have a bunch of like things saved on my Pinterest. and anyway. Get them all. <laughs> uh, anyway, should we get to the episode? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So. Holy talk- cow. We're like seven minutes in. <laughs> okay. Wow. Calm down there, buddy. Being like super dramatic about it. No, it yes. It's funny because like I keep thinking like each episode, I'm like, 
Oh yeah, our opening rants go on for a bit, don't they? And I was like, oh, okay, well, well, well we had two talk- stories. We, we had did. to talk about Ky- Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. and we had to talk about Creature, the demon child who is choosing to destroy my plants. Yes, he has an appetite for all evil. He does. Should we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, season five, episode seven, <clears throat> overall number one eleven, titled. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Davy, I got thrown off because usually you say the title first, and my brain was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It's okay, Matt. It's okay. No editing. <laughs> Take That's a deep not gonna breath. <laughs> and let it go. <sighs> okay. We good? Yes. IMDb rating of 7.6. Directed by Leary Leach, later written in story by Skylar Page and Samove Zaphone. Uh, original air date, January 14th, 2013, and had 2.31 uh, million U.S. Views, u- viewers. Yes, and the title card shows a picture of a few very animated uh, Candy Kingdom mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. all cheering at us. And it looks like we're looking at them from someone's perspective. Yeah, like someone's laying on the ground looking up almost. Yeah, and these <laughs> people are, they're Finn fanboys. Yes, totally. Yeah. This is the episode where we, where we realize how much people love and appreciate Finn in sure. the kingdom. Yeah. That one has like a little sign that says we love Finn. Another one's wearing a Finn hat and it's only covering like half his head. Yeah. Yeah. It's like going into his mouth. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six different people it looks like. Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you've heard our third co-host in previous episodes. Squeaky chair. <laughs> so <laughs> I just had to point that out as I heard it happening because I tend to move a lot while we're recording. Hey, uh, what is the squeaky chair? Does it have any thoughts on, on the picture title card? What do you think, squeaky chair? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So going on to the synopsis. The episode starts with a group of candy people lying around. Suddenly, a dragon or a dragon arrives and devours all of them. This dragon is really kind of cool. It is. I love the design of it. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome. Uh, Finn enters the scene with a demon sword as Jake catapults him towards it. Um, and what's unique about, well, not unique, but just you could just see how he's in his element. Yeah. This he's is like, Finn in, yeah, yeah. yeah. You. Go, no, no, you, you. You, you, I can't word it. So <laughs> it's like just Finn, like, he's like, oh, he's like floating through the air and his hands with his sword. And he's his just. His eyes are closed. <clears throat> he's just at peace with yeah, himself. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so as Finn gets closer, the dragon Dragon whips him and his tail. Unaffected by this attack, he comes back and slices him in half, revealing all the previously eaten candy people. The dragon falls and the candy people run away happily as they exit the dragon. Of all the opening segments in Adventure Time, this was the most exhilarating I've mm-hmm. ever seen. It's such an awesome opening. It was so good. It's like, where is this episode going to go from here? Because this kicks butt. Yeah, it's so, it's lovely. Yeah, and it's you lovely. can see like how much Finn loves adventuring gear. <clears throat> totally. Also, they had the demon sword, which is beautiful. Yes, I love I the lo- demon sword. Love the demon sword. So really cool. Finn gets a lot of swords in the series. Mm-hmm. So a group of candy people began to obsess over Finn, bother him, bothering him excessively and idolizing him for saving them from the dragon. So in past episodes, we, we pointed out the peanut gallery, you know, just like the little characters in the background, like yelling things. There's always somebody who really stands out. In this mm-hmm. episode, it's the ice cream guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. Finn. He, yeah, he's like um, Stewie when he's trying to get Lois's attention. He's like, Mom, Mom, Mommy, 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 Mommy
Ma. But he's doing this with Finn. And he's like, Finn, ha- have dinner with me every night of the week. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe like one night. He's like, Argh! Every night. Every night. <laughs> I made dinner for you. You weren't there. You weren't there. <laughs> he's obsessed with Finn. So I'm clearly bothered by the excess attention. He recalls an idea from BMO and decides to, to disguise himself for a while just to escape the suffoc- suffocation of being a hero. What? <laughs> Words. He shaves a portion of his hair, and, and so he's like, he's got like that ring of exceeding hair. Um. Also, can I just say, it made me sad to watch him shave off his hair. His beautiful, luscious, golden locks. Yeah. 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 His it made Bimo sad, delicious. too. Yeah. Bimo was really sad about it. So he, he shaves a portion of his hair and paints the rest of it black with molasses, using some of, the, some of his hair to pose a mustache. So Finn changes his voice, you know, with like his internal, um, you know, he sw- swallowed a computer at one point. So I really think it's a cool callback to that because that's like back from season one. Yeah, it hasn't been mentioned in a long mm-hmm. time. And so he's like jiggling around in his stuff, in his like whatever, wherever it's at in his body that cannot be digested clearly yeah. to find a new voice. So he's like, how do I look? And people's like, you look like the devil. <laughs> so he changes his voice and uh, changes his name to Davey. To the successful deception of his fans and even Jake. Um. So Matt looked up who did the voice of Finn, and the guy's name is Davy. Yeah. So one of them, Davy persona, like and yeah, his name is Davy. And then there's also a uh, another character in this, sh- in this episode named Randy or something, and his voice is done by an actual person named Randy. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I love it. Um, he continues to take a tour of Candy Kingdom, seeing how everyone would react to him without knowing who he really is, and he enjoys it. He goes into a corner of the Candy Kingdom that looks kind of dumpy, which is, I think, the Candy Kingdom slums. Yeah. <sighs> like I have up buildings. so There's many questions. a wall along the edge of the kingdom and all these <laughs> little houses. I was like, oh, man, this is like Game of Thrones stuff. It's like where that bar is, remember, where with those kids, like there's a kid gang or whatever. Yeah, there's some not nice parts of the Candy Kingdom, and I love that they actually show that. Candy Kingdom underbelly. Yeah. (laughs) Candy Kingdom after dark. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, Jake wakes up and sees him, him, meaning um, Finn, building a log cabin with Randy, one of the many candy people who is a fan of Finn. Jake asks Finn why he's building another home, but Finn says he's Davy, leading Jake to realize that Finn has brainwashed himself. Jake dresses like a thief and attempts to rob Randy, hoping that Finn will remember his role as hero and retaliate. Do you remember a lot about Randy? Randy is wears like a really funky looking shirt. Mm-hmm. He's in the um, he's in the on the title card, and he's got like brown hair that's connected to like his facial hair. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You're right. Yeah, he's wonky. Randy, interesting character. Mm-hmm. I like the voice performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Finn instead calls the police and gets Jake arrested. Like. He, so this is Finn basically acting like an average American human. He's <laughs> like, like, no, I'm Davey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's just acting like a regular guy would act instead of yeah. like Finn hero mode. Yeah. So in a last effort, he shouts to Finn. Uh, Jake shouts to Finn about the dragon he had defeated the previous day. Don't let the dragon drag on. <laughs> and finally making him remember who he really is. And you hear Finn's voice come out. Yeah. Finn arrives. Oh, wait. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> okay, this is my turn. Wow. <laughs> joking. Calm down, no. Cobra Kai. No. Hey. I'm Eagle Fang over Eagle here. Eagle Fang. Hey, strike first. No mercy. Yeah. Finn could have used some karate in this episode. 
Finn then has an internal conflict, speaking with his own mustache. The mustache has, a, like, a brain of its own for some reason. Mm-hmm. So about whether or not he should go back to be the hero Finn or the simpleton Davy, simpleton, uh, who he liked to be for a while. In the end, he decided to be Davy one final time to save Jake. Um, Matt was talking about how one of his favorite uh, songs to do karaoke with is Simple Man. Simple Man. Yep. But... I don't believe you because you've never done karaoke, even though we've been in many situations where you could get your karaoke on. I, I've I done karaoke in my day. I don't believe you. It was in my 20s. I don't believe you. Finn arrives at the prison and tricks the two banana guards into letting him in and getting the cell keys. He's like, so when he is Davy and he went into the um, Cana Kingdom, he is like, tried to eat a chocolate bird and this guy's like hey you have to pay for that and so some coins he stole out of a fountain didn't wasn't enough he's like i gotta get a job and so he goes to a shop and he's like you need sweeping and he's like can you sweep and he so he sweeps the whole day and he's like man it's already quitting time like it's like a straight up like this is like regular nine to five job yeah it's so funny anyway and so he comes up to those banana guards with his sweet with his his room and he's Sweetie like thing. Su- <laughs> i couldn't think of the name think of the bristles the bris- the bristling um and anyway and so he's like you want a full body sweep and he's like the banana guard's like yeah i'm feeling kind of dirty and <laughs> <laughs> so he like sweeps and gets the keys from him. it's hilarious it is great yeah the banana guards really get showcased in this episode mm-hmm. like more than ever and they also make the sounds of like the wee woo wee woo yeah. when they're coming it's so funny it's a little they're great anyway so finn as davy breaks him out of prison and the banana guards are like oh no you can't leave wow great job that was legit the best impression you've done of a character in the show that's awesome (laughs) i appreciate that That i wasn't even trying so they run outside, put Jake's thief co- thief costume on a jelly horse and Davy's mustache on the horse's butt, and says and Finn says goodbye to the mustache. The mustache responds to him as well. This uh, horse and quote goodbye diverts the attention of the guards, who then chase the har- horse. <laughs> the horse. <laughs> the horse. <laughs> He's like the new Chili Pepper song. Yeah. <laughs> China's on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> I love that. Oh, song. Yeah, that's going to date this podcast significantly uh, in like six years. <laughs> the episode ends with Jake saying it was good to have Finn back, dropping a fart in Finn's shirt pocket. Jake farts on Finn's pocket. Ha-ha, so there are farts in both episodes we're talking about tonight. There are. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what'd you think of this one? I liked it a whole bunch. I did too. I remember seeing this episode. I saw this is one of the few episodes I've only seen once. Mm. And I remember not liking this one, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I could see why people wouldn't like it, mm-hmm. but watching it through, like watching it now, like I totally was like, yeah, this is a fine episode. It's totally good. Yeah. It's actually got me. It reinvigorated my excitement for upcoming episodes because there are a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. It's been years since I've watched. Yeah. And. This is one where I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this. This my perspective on this has changed significantly. Yeah. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is a funny episode. I think this is like those rock stars that that write songs about how hard it is to be a rock star. Yeah. There's a lot of those songs. The oh, poor me and making my millions. So <laughs> I think 
<laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and you're allowed to have feelings. Um, and your feelings are valid. No, but I just think it's really interesting about how here you have this kid. He is a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and he is being mobbed by people on the regular. It makes sense that he wants to just be a, a regular Joe for yeah. a, a hot second. You know, in like real life, you have kids who, you know, pretend to be heroes. Mm-hmm. And Finn's been a hero for so long that he just wants to pretend to be a regular Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I think he wants to be a hero and also not get all the attention. That yeah. would be, I think, his his jam. Yeah, which, you know, I'm not a celebrity, so I don't know what that feels like, but I, I feel like I can empathize with that. Mm-hmm. Not having any private space. Everybody knows where your house is at. They yeah. were, like, outside his house, like, and wouldn't leave. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, bro. And you do see stuff like that, well, like, about celebrities, like, tab- mm-hmm. well, not tabloids, but, like, you know, um, the press like constantly hounding celebrities mm-hmm. as they're coming out of the house and stuff like that. And I think so that's like what Finn kind of represents what they call in this episode. Yeah, paparazzi. Yeah. yeah. Papa, Papa, Maddie. That's my old boss used to sing to me. Really? He used to when, when he was rocking you to me. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Who sounded a lot like the banana guards. Here, little Maddie. Old Mace. Oh, well, I guess I'll do all the work here today. <laughs> oh. He like kept a bed for you in the back. He like rubbed your hair while you were falling asleep. Yep. I get it. I get what he's seen. And I do think it's fun how Adventure Time created this this episode to to explore kind of the I don't know. Like um the little they made it funny. They made it like creative. Like the fact that he went and worked at a broom store. Yeah. And swept up tiny brooms with his big broom. Like the fact that you you know people in Candy Kingdom appreciate Finn and his heroism. Sure. But now you see he has legit fans. Yeah. 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 Yep. And cool. what a toll that can take. Anything you didn't like? Anything I didn't like? Let's see. Uh, what did I write? Nothing. There's not not really anything I didn't like about this one. What about you? Um, I think it was fine. I think it, you know, again, like, it, 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 there's nothing I didn't like. There's nothing that stood out to me and like, oh my gosh, this is not for me. Um, what I did... Um, going back to what I liked is that, again, this is world building. We're learning about layers of like different things, right? We learned that there's slums. We learned that there's like these fountains and that people throw pennies into the fountain. We learned that, you know, we have the <laughs> the police and people call the police to come out regardless of how far you are from the, from the candy kingdom. And it's just like, it, you know, we're just learning about these all different kinds of things. Also, the creativity of the dragon was really cool. Yeah. I know we said we really liked it, but when he split, so he splits it head to tail down the middle and you have candy people lined up on both sides. They're like, yay. And they just like pop out. And it's really funny. It yeah. just cracks me up. It makes me wonder what like the whole digestive system of that uh, dragon is because it looks like there's nothing in it, right? <laughs> except for candy I was, people. I was like, when was the last time like he digested it, uh, or are they just living in there, living their best lives? I guess it's living their best lives. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the little details of the world building because we mm-hmm. see a lot of bigger picture stuff in past episodes, but this one shows you like the little things. Like, right? There's parts of ooh that aren't that great. You mm-hmm. see like modes of transportation. Um, cracks in the buildings like stuff growing out of the street mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so maybe the kingdom isn't perfect you know yeah i like that i really like seeing that kind of stuff me too it's the little details that really build a world mm-hmm. and this one does that really well i agree so speaking of that where's the snail so the snail is on the sidewalk when davy slash finn is aimed at the bike shop yeah and you can 
barely see him. They did a good job hiding the snail in this one. Yeah, they did. It was awesome. I agree. <laughs> snail Watch 2022. Snail Watch. I think we missed that last week. We did oh, miss we said, that last episode. Like we said what you know, where it was, but we didn't do the Snail Watch thing yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So our bad. <laughs> Matt's bad. Let's just be honest. It's my bad. No fill face. <laughs> Matt, was your, what was your favorite line? It's a two-parter. Bemo, how do I look? Like the devil. That was so good. I almost put that down too, and I saw your timing. I was like, I'll find something else. I'll find something else. <laughs> Don't you worry none about me. Uh, Jake is my favorite line. Don't let the dragon drag on. Booyah. Great that, line. That was good. That's a standout in this episode. I I always appreciate it when we have a favorite line that's from different characters. I know it's a lot of the time our favorite line lines up and it's the same character with different lines. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fox. Like the fox, and also the I next will eat the episode. baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, baby. <laughs> can you give us an impression? Can you sweep a broom? <laughs> it's Davy's boss. I love it. What's your impression? Please, please, fan me, please, please. The ice cream guy. The ice cream guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, have dinner with me, please. Please, please. Ah. It's so it's funny. It's clearly uh, Pendleton Ward's voice. Oh, so good, so good. All right, it is time for some trivia. <laughs> it's trivia time. Trivia, trivia. And thanks again for our trivia song. Oh, yeah. All right, in the title card and the episode proper, one candy person is wearing a small replica of Finn's hat. Yep. One of the banana guards tells Jake that they actually feed their prisoners in the candy prison. Interesting, because there's a skeleton shackled to the wall in a previous episode inside. Yeah. PB's. So whatever. maybe the banana guards are referring to like past generations of guards who didn't feed their yeah, prisoners. Perhaps. Let them starve to death. Along with his hair, Finn also shaves his eyebrows in this episode. Oh, oh my gosh. I didn't even notice that. Me either. This is the first episode where Lollipop Girl is heard to speak on her own as opposed in Five Short Grables where she sings in a group. Oh, cool. Hmm. This is the final episode to have Skylar Page to write an episode of the show as he went off to create Clarence in 2014. I love Clarence. Clarence is a lovely Whoa. show. Oh, yeah. you've seen Clarence? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that show. Yeah. The Candy Prison has Prison, P-R-I-S hyphen O-N written on the back of it. Yeah, it's like Prison the top and then On on, on, on the, the bottom. bottom. Yep. Yeah. When Finn sticks his mustache on the candy horse's butt and says goodbye, Davy, it is revealed that it can actually talk to him. As such, the closed caption is Davy and Finn as two different people. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, you know, the mustache is just Finn's hair. Like, basically spray-painted or with molasses put on it. So I'm not sure how it got a life of its own. Wait, I have a question. Is Finn's hair magical, maybe? It might be. You know, it's a magical kingdom. It is. I mean, the molasses plus magical hair could yeah. equal a new sentient. And you know how Finn, his appearance looks different in this than it does in Farm World Finn that doesn't have magic. Yeah. So maybe there are properties of Finn himself that are magical compared huh. to, like, Farm World Finn. Yeah. Yeah. You make so a really good point. there's something magical about Finn. Well, we know knows. that. <laughs> we know there's something magical about Finn. Yep. Huh. Okay. Um, 
It seems like there are only two banana guards guarding the entire prison. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, in place of the clock that is always hung on Jake's bed door, there is a necklace with a golden J encrusted with diamonds and a tie next to it. All right. Yeah. Maybe that was JT Dog Zone getting his party up on. (laughs) In a presentation by Cole Sanchez, he mentions that the idea of the candy ice cream person was from when Pendleton Warren was signing autographs at Comic-Con. Oh, cool. That's cool. So it's based on, like, an actual fanboy? Mm-hmm. Sign this! Oh, my God! <laughs> so when Davey walks up to the dead end in the bad part of the Candy Kingdom, one can see uh, Dot slash slash forever covered to the walls of a building on the left, far left, which means Adventure Time Forever and Morse Code. In addition, another note is carved into the same wall that says dash dot dash meaning question mark <laughs> in Morse code. I'm more confused than you are, people. <laughs> <sighs> hey, guys, we have a big announcement. What? Our team, my team, has gotten a minor win. Oh? oh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, yes. Yes, it <laughs> I forgot to mention that earlier. So everybody who's team no rubric, I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> Why? Why, today. Matt? That's right, because I'm a winner. There's now a rubric. And my team <laughs> is our winners. And team no-no. Team no-no. Y'all just need to, I mean, it's a really crappy rubric, so you can take some solace oh, yeah, so in that. So here we go. Yeah, so we both win. Um, so there's now a rubric for my grading Amy's guesses about what an episode's about based on its name. Yes. But I win because my rubric sucks. <laughs> so, I'll take it, I you, guess. You know, we usually base it on the creativity level of your guess and yes. then the accuracy. Yes. So creativity. Here's the rubric. Does it sound like you put effort into it? <laughs> and also... If I'm an, an executive at Adventure Time Corp, would I greenlight an episode based on your pitch? I like that. I like that one. Thank you. Yeah. And as far as accuracy, does it have anything to do with the actual episode? <laughs> Which, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. And also, are all the characters you mentioned in the episode? That's my rubric. All right. That sounds pretty good to me. I carved like three minutes out of my day today <laughs> to make this rubric. <laughs> to make you happy. <laughs> get to it <laughs> so this episode is called davy your guess about this episode based on the name davy is finn and jake come across an old book about davy crockett inspired they decide to become expert woodsmen they meet up with lsp who has become a master of the woods and teaches them a thing or two so creativity does only put effort into it yes i think that sounds great because that also ties into past uh like where we left off with lsp yeah and also uh, as an exec of Adventure Time Corp, <laughs> would I greenlight this episode? 100%. I think that's, it's so simple in its presentation and so fun at the same time. Thank you. Which, you know, I love early Adventure Time season. So yeah. 100%. Accuracy. Does that have anything to do with the actual episode? No. Nothing <laughs> at all. It has nothing to do with it. There's not even woods in this one. It's all in the city. <laughs> Or all the characters you mentioned in this episode. There's everybody, like, there are a ton of new Candy Kingdom people in this one, but none of them are LSP. (laughs) So creativity, A+. Accuracy, 
honey, this is your first F in a while. This is what happens when you get a rubric. <laughs> there are rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so between the two, you got you got a C average or so. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'll allow it. So, Thank you. That you was know, great. My rubric is golden. <laughs> you will all come to love it. <laughs> Papa Maddie knows best. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, and you want to predict what our next episode is going to be about based on its name? Yes. Mystery Dungeon. Ooh. Okay. Finn and Jake enter a contest. The contest entails getting through a randomly selected dungeon. See also Harry Potter 4-esque sort of thing. Yeah. The boys randomly select one of the hardest dungeons ever known in Ooh. They make it through the dungeon with ease because of a little-known trick that they learned from BMO, allowing them to skate through on skateboards. Their prize is slice of pizza from the Pizza Kingdom. Pizza Kingdom. <laughs> Man, oh man! You know, I get overwhelmed with like finding a good pizza place in general. A pizza kingdom would be, I would, I would know how to handle that. I can't even decide what to get from like the Domino's menu. I don't even like Domino's that much. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and the only reason why we eat Domino's is because like one of the only places here yeah. that sells pizza. We live in the sticks. Yeah, we do. For now. For now. All right. Any last thoughts on that episode? Um, it's one that I've seen before, didn't enjoy before, and this time through really had some appreciation for it. And that's the criticism criticisms I had for season six, you know, back when it aired was that like, oh, there's not enough Finn and Jake episodes. There's too many episodes that are kind of weird and out there. And now seeing this kind of weird and out there episode, I'm like, you know, I have an appreciation for it. So maybe I'm going to enjoy season six more this time through. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Um, I like this episode. I do think what makes this episode are the the C-listers or the ancillary characters. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of just funny stuff that happens. And it's less about Davey, less about Jake or BMO, more about these just really interesting characters. And I and I love that about it. Yeah, I do too. It's mm -hmm. the little characters. And there's a lot we've never seen before, like mm -hmm. of characters, I mean, mm -hmm. the Finn fanboys. Yeah. We know Jake's fanboy it was uh that squirrel. Yeah. Who ended up hating him. Yeah. Cuz he never wrote back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you son of a bleep blop. <laughs> yeah. So fanboyism cool. is so interesting and I'm glad this episode addressed it. Yes. Yes. All right. Talking about Mystery Dungeon. IMDb rating 8.3. That's high. Overall number 112, episode 8 of this season. Um, directed by Larry Leachlayer, Nate Cash, written as storyboarder Echo Castera, and Jesse Mohoynahan. <laughs> Air date January 21st, 2013, and 2.71 US viewers in the millions. The title of the card shows a picture. I actually really like the title yeah, card. Yeah, it's cool. This is a, another good tattoo idea right here. So it's a hand, and on each of the fingers is like, what do you call them? Like little thumb characters? Puppets. Thumb puppets? Finger yeah, puppets. Yeah, yeah, finger puppets. Sorry, of, um, um, sorry, really quick. It's really interesting that this hand has five digits. I'm so glad you pointed that out because I uh -huh. just noticed that myself. And there's also great detail on the hand. Yeah. Shelby, the worm on the thumb. Uh, you get Lemon Grab, Ice King, Tree Trunks, and Neptar. And then you get some uh, hieroglyphs or petroglyphs on the wall behind them. Do you see the fin head to the left? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, some of these uh, glyphs. Oh, there's a Jake on the right. There's a lot of really cool things in here. Yeah. All right, cool. The episode starts out 
with Ice King, Neptor, Tree Trunk, Shelby, and Lemon Grab awakening in a dungeon. Lemon Grab starts to say cryptic words, leaving the others in confusion. Tree Trunks asks Lemon Grab what he just said, and she said, and he says he was reading the words on the wall. Then all the characters start reading on the wall, like one after another. Awake, a vast, hold tight your buns. If buns, you do hold dear. Uh, <clears throat> from time has come to wake and run and not give way to fear. Beyond this room are a thousand rooms. Outside of them, still more. Behind each door, on every floor, danger, danger, evermore. Stranger, hark, the traps galore may kill you whilst you do explore. To free yourself from this tomb and never more re-enter. Find the room amidst the rooms that lies exactly center. So uh, let me grab a couple of some wall words. <laughs> it sounded more like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, but... So the walls then start to come in on everyone. In a panic, Tree Trunks opens the door. She's like, the walls are trying to hug us. <laughs> so she leads them into this other room, not knowing it leads to a deadly drop deep into the dungeon. Neptor saves her with one of his mods and extendable arm. Uh, through all the confusion and panic, Lemongrab notices the lock for the trap door on which they were standing and proceeds to unlock it. So what's cool about Lemongrab in this is like, it shows a map of the entire dungeon. Mm -hmm. And Neptor's like, yeah, I got this. I have this recall. I, I see it once. Yeah. I'm good. This cast of characters all interacting together is yeah. wild. Yeah. Like we've never even imagined that these no. characters would come in contact with each other. No. I mean, that's insane how they are pulled together like yeah, this. Yeah, it's awesome. Falling to the next room, I.K. quickly notices its lack of dorbs. Doors. Dorbs. <laughs> Take that for granted. <laughs> Lemon Grab, in frustration, asks how the king, Ice King tastes. Ice King uh, <laughs> says, well, I don't know. Lemon Grab gets very angry and screams, mild or spicy. Ice King remembers himself kissing his hand and says, kind of lonely. Oh, man. So Ice King... Is the standout of this episode. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And he's just so sad. Like, it's just, ugh. <laughs> Jeez, the desperation of IK. Lemongrab then demands that the Ice King make himself into food. Neptor quickly breaks up the fight, pointing out that he found an oven and baking supplies. Tree Trunks then says that she can bake an apple pie for them. Minutes later, the pie is done, to the delight of the hungry group. <laughs> the pie's aroma lures a giant rat out of the secret door, which quickly eats the pie. In anger, Lemongrad punch punches the giant rat and starts Ugh. eating the pie vomit out of its mouth. Ugh. So I.K. then points out that the rats show them the room door. They crawl towards the next room, which has a pool of steaming water with a giant fish tied to a plug on the floor. Ice King tries to fly them over, but the steam is nullifying his powers, which we learned that steam or heat nullifies his ice powers. Yeah. So he's the complete opposite of a uh, flight princess. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. 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 You yeah. know, when she gets hit with any like water or anything, she can't pull out her magic. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Really cool. He tells the rest of them to just eat him in order to, to survive. Lemon Grab instantly unhinges his jaws. <laughs> I think that was like the funniest <laughs> thing that happens in this episode. Like no emotion in his face. He just it's pulls like, the jaw open. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. He, <clears throat> um, so Ice King then tries to freeze the water, but the steam quickly cancels the magic before it can leave his hands. Giving up, he tells the others that they can have his corpse for food. <laughs> I might have said that twice. <laughs> <laughs> to which Lemon Grab wholly assents. Sorry for the notes, guys. 
Shall we think of an idea which involves using tree trunks as bait? So Ice King then struggles to reel the fish out of the water using uh, tree trunks as bait, unplugging the hole in the, pro- hole in the process. TT frees herself out of its stomach with the dagger that she was biting down on, and they proceed to the next room. Upon entering, they quickly encounter a giant three-eyed tentacle monster. The group would have been overwhelmed had it not been for Lemon Grab's juice being squeezed out by the monster, which seems to be its weakness. Hmm. Yes. So this encounter leaves Lemon Grab literally drained. So Tree Trunks uses her trunk and inflates him back to normal, oddly, oddly restoring his vital juices in the process. And I think it's like implied that it's her snot. It's disgusting. That's twice I'm grossed out in this episode. Yeah, it is gross. The group then enthusiastically runs to the next room, unaware of the fact that the bridge is broken. Using his torn robe as a makeshift parachute, the Ice King flies them to safety and in front of the door to the central room. Neptor then explains that the door is secured by an esoteric encryption system. Ice King confidently replies that he can easily hack the mainframe, mistaking Neptor as Bemo. Which is heartbreaking. It is awful. That's the first in a series of heartbreaking moments between Ice King and Neptor. He calls him Poppy the whole time and wants his dad's approval, and it's just... It's really sad. Yeah, it is really, really sad. He's like, wait, you're not Bemo. What are you? He's like, um... I throw pies. I'm your son, Neptor? Yeah. Ice King angrily states that he grabbed the wrong robot, which makes Tree Trunks and Shelby realize that something's wrong. Ice King confesses, explaining that he brought them to the dungeon due to their unique qualities. Qualities which enable them to get past various tests of the dungeon. So IK, Ice King, is ready to give up, frustrated that he accidentally brought Neptor along instead of Bemo. Still eager to please his father... Neptune throws a pie at the door, breaking and opening it in the process. It is then revealed that the door contains the ancient sleeping magi of life-giving. The Ice King explains that anything that goes through its flames comes to life. Showing the others his Fiona and Cake fan fiction, the Ice King reveals that he intends to bring the characters of his fan fiction to life. A dismayed lemon grab attacks the Ice King with his sound sword. Which sound sword! Which strikes the Ice King, but not before he throws his fan fiction diary towards the flames. But the flames can only bring the book itself to life. <laughs> not what's written. <laughs> and and oh my goodness, ever. this book is the ultimate joke of this episode. All this leading to, oh, we're going to get a few and cake in the real world. No, it's just a book with like a derpy face with googly eyes. That farts. That farts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so... A disappointed Ice King is quick to blame and insult the Magi, calling him a bum and telling him to get out of here. And in the meantime, we see Finn and Jake for the first time in the episode, mm-hmm. uh, standing in some grass, following the smell of pie that Tree Trunks has made earlier. It's so funny. Jake's like, my pie raider is going off. It's really, it's right here. Finn's yeah. like, are you sure? Are you sure? It's I don't right here. Pie. Yeah. So the Magi then flies out. Yeah. And everybody else comes out. So a depressed Ice King sits down nearby, approached by Neptor. Neptor confronts him, saying that his characters can always be real in the garden of his mind, which I think that's a beautiful really cool line. line. Yeah. Delighted, Ike imagines talking to Fiona, unaware that he is actually Neptor talking. Finn, Jake, and Shelby watch from a distance, wondering who in the world is sadder than the Ice King. To which Shelby replies, me, watching this. Yeah. And like this whole uh, like dialogue plays out between... um. Ice King and what he imagines is Fiona. Yeah. And it's like, you feel so sorry for him there. A hundred percent. 
And then 100%. Nectar. It's like rejection after rejection, and it's just like... The feeling Jake wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. After, you know, he was created as like a prank, right? Right. And he's nobody's son. I think this is the thing that I don't like about this show is like... And I think they poke fun at it themselves because of it. It's like here they have these sentient beings... Right, that they just kind of discard when it doesn't serve them a purpose anymore. Like, yeah. what's that must mustache from Davy gonna do now? Right, like right. it's a sentient being, you know. And and then you got Neptune, and you've got all these other things. The little people, like, you know. Yeah, we we recognize that you know Ice King needs somebody. Like he craves like some kind of affection, and you have this character find who who's like. I want to be your son. I want you to be my father. Yeah. yeah. And Ice King's like, ah, whatever. You're not what I needed today. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think it's ever brought up again after this point. That's so sad. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It, it's like Ice King who wants so desperately to be loved by like romantic love. Mm-hmm. And yet here he has something that wants to love him in a different and fatherly son love, yeah. which can be you know, just as fulfilling, you know, in that relationship building. And he's rejecting it because it's not romantic love. And I think the saddest part is Neptune gives um, Ice King the emotional satisfaction at the end, not as a son, but playing into Ice King's, yeah, his fantasies of Fiona and Cake. Yeah. And speaks through Fiona's voice to Ice King to make him feel better. Ugh. This makes yeah, me it's feel really, really sad. sad. Yep. But at the same time, it makes me love the episode more because yeah. that's like some great writing right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know they kind of, they kind of, they undercut it with humor at the end, but like it just, it's great writing and it's just sadness and loneliness and further captures where Ice King's at still. Yeah, you see more and more recently in the series, like how sad Ice King's story truly is. Well, yeah, I think they're building up to something bigger. And and then also you think about, like, just how ill the, the crown has made him. Yeah. Um, and, and how he's not. I mean, we're making these comments suggesting that he's a rational person. He's not. He's an irrational person. And so we're making some broad statements and assumptions based on who we think he should be that he's even capable of being rational. Yeah. And his whole brain chemistry has changed by the uh, it's crown. It's jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks because you see other people <clears throat> having to suffer heartbreak because of that. Yeah, like, we saw Marceline and like what it's done to her. Right. And now we're seeing what it's doing to Neptune. Yeah. Who like I don't think he ever really gets a resolution. That's sad. Yeah. I feel like Neptune should go live with Marcy. That'd be cool. Yeah. They could both jam. They could. Neptune's a good Neptune's a good rapper based on this first episode. <laughs> and he also makes pie. Come on. And he makes pie. <laughs> as long as he makes some kind of red pie, she's gonna be happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also question. So TT makes a pie with Neptune. And actually, if we think about it, Neptune served two purposes because not only did Neptune help make the pie, like notice the kitchen and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he also was able to use that pie to destroy that mainframe. Yeah. So he wasn't the wrong robot. He just wasn't the one that IK thought he needed. Yeah. Plus, would have BMO, like, I don't know that BMO, not that BMO's a bad character or anything like that, but I think that it's like, would would BMO have done the same, you know, work? Like, would it have looked the same? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think Neptune was exactly what they needed mm-hmm. at this point. I could be wrong. Like maybe Neptune does get some resolution. If so, just let me know. Uh, we're gonna leave our contact information at the end. Uh, I don't remember a ton from the second half of the series. So yeah, J- yeah. yeah. Just let us know. 
Um, where did she get the apples? Were they just like hanging out in the kitchen? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon grab was so funny in this episode. Yeah. Like trying and I was seeing lemon grab trying to be genuinely helpful and he still can't help but be himself. Right. <laughs> And like Tree Trunks totally puts him in in her place or in his place. Same with IK. Like she's like, listen. She has a straight up monologue. I yeah. love it. Tree, Tree Trunks. Trunks is, all the characters used in this one, the best they've ever been. Absolutely. Like, this Absolutely. is such a standout episode. Yeah, really good. Um, the the quote, and I, you know, it's not not listed on my favorite lines or my impression. Um, what Neptor says is your characters can always be real in the garden of your mind. Yeah. I love that line. Um, anything you didn't like outside of Ice King or in his thing? All I wrote was poor Neptor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt so sad for Neptor oh, yeah. in this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the, the first, like, three quarters of this episode, it's just, like, fun, mystery. And then the reveal at Ooh. the end is just, like... I just had a brain thing. Mm. Okay, the deeper they get into the dungeon is the deeper they get into those relationships. Oh. And, like, it's, like, layers. And then... The book being thrown into this flame is like Ice King's belief that he gets married to a princess is going to turn out to everything he wants it to be, but it actually doesn't. Holy cow, honey. I know. That's awesome. Yeah. This episode is it's awesome. Deep. It's really, it's <laughs> like the more, the more I think about this episode, the more I love it. You have to rely on each other to get through the hard times. Yeah. And like, think about it may not be the people you think it is, that you like want, but the people you have who get you through. I remember it, this being just kind of like a filler thing, and now I'm like, this is. If you kind haven't of a big watched episode. this episode, go and watch it. Let us know what you think. Like this, there's just. I think this episode does a really great job of it's like again bringing broad broader messaging through a different lens, and I love that. Yep, absolutely. So good. And on top of that, straight up entertaining. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, Maddie, where's the snail? So the snail is on the far right next to the Ice King when they're looking at the uh, mainframe or whatever, when Neptor throws the pie into it. And it's really, really hidden this time. So yeah, yeah. it's it's really... And this whole mainframe thing, like the visuals in it are great. It looks like, you know, like old video games. Exactly, like an 8-bit video game for sure. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite line? Oh, don't feel the face, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like TT. She says, I just woke up in this room with nectar, ice cream, and lemon carb. Lemon carb. She has like a couple of names wrong. She calls uh, lemon grab, lemon carb. Ice cream is ice king. Nectar is nectar. It's like how my mom calls so my good. old boss, Mace, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Nathan. <laughs> tell your boss, Nathan. I'm like, I'll tell him, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she like keeps this throughout the entire episode even at the does. very end yeah so good love it my favorite line is hold tight your buns if buns you hold dear i love which that is lemon grub uh matt what's your impression uh, oh oh yeah this is a good one tree trunks I ain't got no time for nobody dancing around and acting a fool at my expense. I love <laughs> it. That's trunks. like the end of her monologue. So, monologue, dialogue. Wait. Monologue? Oh, yeah, the one. <laughs> <laughs> she has all the best lines. So good. So good. Um, So there's a point where, as Matt mentioned uh, in the 
beginning where the rooms start shrinking down. So I had two because one of them I had to talk about, but she's like, the room is trying to hug us. And then at one point she's running and Shelby's like, she, he's like, hurry up. Let me, or, uh, tree trunks and she's like don't criticize my running Shelby <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good uh, she's so sassy I have to say I am a very slow runner so I appreciate that comment and every time I'm running with Matthew I'm like oh he's he never criticizes my running he's so supportive and even though I can see him wanting to run a little bit faster no. he gets a little bit ahead of me I'm just like it's okay and he's just so sweet about it and I really appreciate no. that I just had to give you a public shout out no, sometimes I just run ahead because I want to go single file for other people passing by <laughs> Yes, that is true. Sometimes I'm not shoving them off the trail. <laughs> yeah, we ran four miles. We ran four miles doing a, like a run walk cycle. Yeah. On what day was that? Friday. Yeah. It was sunny here and it was awesome. And it was so such we're like, a gorgeous night. Let's go for a run. So yeah. we did. Then we went out for ice cream. Yeah, it was, it was great. great. That was a really good Jeez. night. It was wonderful. All right, we got some more trivia. Trivia. And kick off that trivia theme. It's trivia time. It's revealed the Ice King almost completely does not remember Neptur, which is a stark comparison to the events of What is Life, where Ice King thought of Neptur as his own son. Yeah, we know how forgetful Ice King can be. Mm-hmm. So um, Finn and Jake can be seen in the hieroglyphs of the title card, as which we point pointed out. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's revealed uh, that when Lemon Grab is squeezed, lemon juice comes out of him, which is like Lemon Grab's essence. <laughs> Gross. He is also shown to be able to stretch and extend his straw, revealing a multitude of razor sharp teeth. What a terrifying it, character. It looks like um, like shark's teeth. They're like rows of teeth almost. Yeah, it's, it's freaky. Gross. <laughs> this is the first time the gender swapped version of Marceline, Marshall Lee, is mentioned by name in the series. Uh, it's revealed that Lemon Grab has a great memory, a trait that he that would come into play during the episode All Your Fault. Which is a great episode. Although Fiona appears and speaks in Ice King's imagination zone, it is Neptur's voice and not Fiona's that is heard. Tree Trunks knew that there were two lemon grabs because she said to Shelby and one of the lemon carbs. Yeah, that's right. I didn't catch that. That's cool. So when the book comes to life, it sho- its shoes are similar to <laughs> that of Finn's. <laughs> the, the, okay, the book, the book coming the to book life is, is so, so funny. <laughs> this is the funniest reveal since like that awful prince in the um, frog episode. Yeah. I'm red. Oh my gosh, oh, it was so rare. just goofy. And here you have like this deep cutting, like emotional, rich story happening. This yeah. is a stupid looking little book that comes to life at the end. I love it. I love it. Um, this is the first appearance of the ancient sleeping magi of life giving. Yes, who comes back more than once, I believe. Oh, that's yep. cool. So, your prediction for this episode, based on the name Mystery Dungeon, are you ready to hear it? Oh, I am 100% ready. Finn and Jake enter a contest. The contest entails getting through a randomly selected dungeon. See also Harry Potter 4. You know, the, yeah. The boys <laughs> randomly select one of the hardest dungeons ever known in Ooh. They make it through the dungeon with ease because of a little-known trick that they learned from BMO, allowing them to skate through the, <laughs> skate through on skateboards. 
their prize, a slice of pizza from the pizza kingdom. Yes. Creativity. So does only put effort into it. Yes. Dungeons. Um, <laughs> trick from Bemo. Slice of pizza. Yeah, that's great early season stuff. But you know we're going to get that in season five. <laughs> so creativity. Uh, a. Okay. A minus. Why A minus? I don't know. Explain yourself. Also, <laughs> if you were if you were an Adventure Time Corp exec, would you greenlight the episode based on my pitch? Yes, I would because you know how much I love early season Adventure Time. Yeah, that's right. It's an A. Whatever. You talked me into it. <laughs> Solid A. Accuracy doesn't have anything to do with the actual episode. So Finn and Jake have very little to do with the <laughs> They're in it. And Bebo isn't in it at all. But he's referenced. Yeah, or they are come referenced. Doesn't <laughs> count. They're referenced. How does that not count? Yeah, actual episode randomly selected. So nobody's randomly. Everybody's selected, not randomly, but for specific reasons. Accuracy. Uh, D. It's okay. a D plus. Oh, why is it a D plus? Because, okay, so does that have anything to do with the actual episode? Not really. There's dungeons. <laughs> the, yeah, well, the, the, look at the name of the episode. <laughs> dungeon. You can't take the name of the episode together. Other characters you mentioned in the episode, Finn and Jake are in it, yes. But there's such a small point of part of it. And people's only mentioned. <laughs> you don't see people. I can't help it. <laughs> if I'm going, this is your fault. You came up. You didn't even come up with a rubric. I have to get harder on my criticism based on a rubric. I was specific tools here. Like what is it? Why is your voice getting so hard? I don't like it. I don't like having a rubric. All right, it's something I have to get used to. But I don't like being this harsh of a judge. Why? It's so funny. Between it doesn't bother me. Creativity A, accuracy D. It's like a D plus, C plus, <laughs> total. Oh, you're oh. so funny. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh. There's a rubric now, and now I am a hard teacher <laughs> <laughs> slash judge. I'd like to appeal to the squeaky chair. Yeah, you know, the great thing is. I barely remember these episodes myself at this point. <laughs> so, I feel like, oh, man, this chair is really squeaky. Oh, my goodness. No, we're, we're going to get new chairs. <laughs> it's like one audio issue after another. Then we get new chairs and it's like, well, now I'm, my voice sounds like this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that people haven't even noticed the chairs. You've noticed the chairs. And now everybody will notice the chairs. <sighs> so do you want to predict our next episode based on its name? Yes. All your fault. All right, so we come to Lady's house where Jake is watching his kids. They want to do all the teenage things like go to parties, eat junk food, drive cars, and have their romantic partners over in their room with the door shut. Oh. When Jake puts the kibosh on all of these things because they're growing up too fast, they get mad and yell, you're the worst parent ever. It's all your fault that I can't have any fun. Jake realizes that he can't just be the cool dad and has to do the hard stuff too. Oh, it's like... Dawson's Creek level stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're into some late teen territory. I love it. Hey, thanks. Can't wait to grade it. Oh, I'm sure you're, you can't barely handle it. Ugh, you guess our, what? What? We get some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Woo! It feels weird hearing me say it. I know. 
All right. We have a five-star review saying, Youth culture forever. Uh, I'm so upset. Ah, I'm absolutely obsessed with this podcast and you guys. This has been my new favorite podcast after I happened upon it, looking for some more Adventure Time content after rewatching the show for the a thousandth time. I've started to annoy my fr- friends and siblings because of the mountain times. I, I'll bring up this podcast recommending it. Keep doing what y'all are doing because this podcast is algebraic. Also, please post another episode. I need content by Kat D. Thanks, Kat. And uh, yeah, we're we're super happy that we can... Uh, be part of your day. Yeah, absolutely. You're the best. Woo! We also got an email from Issy S. And they say, Hi, Matt and Amy. I adore your podcast. Yours has quickly become one of my favorites since I found it on my 10-hour drive home from college in December. Holy cow. That's yeah, a long drive. It is. I recently moved to Madrid to study for a semester, and I was wow. excited to get the notification that you started reviewing season five, my favorite season. Because listening to you both makes long metro commutes much more enjoyable. I will also confess that I'm definitely anti-rubric. Sorry, Amy. And I also appreciate the chaos of Matt's subjective grading system. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. Thank you for allowing your opinions about Bebo to change as you both have watched the series this time around. Uh, They're one of my favorite characters by far. Have a wonderful day. Izzy. Like Izzy, but it doesn't make sense to spell izzy with a z if you spell it with an s Aww, <laughs> thank you so awesome. much for the email also madrid sounds awesome i yeah I, i've never heard from anybody from madrid before so that's really cool yeah thank you so much we really yeah. appreciate it and uh, we hope school goes well for you absolutely and i totally understand the you know having podcasts to deal with like long commutes i'm glad that we can be that for you yeah we're gonna be driving to colorado here pretty soon in the states and uh we were just talking about how we need to make sure to have a bunch of like podcast episodes on cue yeah absolutely yep so knowing that we can do that for someone else is such a ah that makes me so happy yeah yeah um we have another five-star review from space juice 229 tops balooby matt and amy are simple are simply a joy to listen to and they have such a wonderful relationship such an amazing couple thanks thank you i love the thoroughness they give each up epi- each and every episode they don't miss or skip on any of the details their segments are very well done and thought out i love the snail watch the fill face and the trivia i was a little shocked and let down that you didn't guys <laughs> didn't like scooby-doo uh, and matt i'll let you see this it last hurts part my <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, uh, Space Juice, we appreciate the, the call out. It is okay that we don't like Scooby Doo. And I'm glad that Scooby Doo provides something for you and your yes. in your world. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All thank right. you so much for the review. We appreciate it so much. You yeah. Rock. Yeah. Thank you. We really, really appreciate it. All right, Matt, any last thoughts about this episode? Um, I can't believe I never paid this episode more attention before because it's so good. It is good. It's easily like, so far, my second favorite episode of this season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Which is interesting because you've always been like, oh, it doesn't have Finn and Jake. Like, I don't like those episodes that don't have Finn and Jake. And this one, like, they literally are in it for like a second. Yeah. Uh, My opinions on like episodes of the show have definitely changed significantly Mm -hmm. since we started reviewing episodes for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is definitely one of those cases. Yeah. Maybe like the top case of that. The top? So far. Do you have a detective out on the case? Yeah. (laughs) Is it it noir? (laughs) (laughs) Noir, my love-hate relationship with the genre. (laughs) I ended up loving BMO noir. 
ended up hating uh, that movie we watched. That's a noir. Uh, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. Did you hate it though? No, I loved the first half. Hated the half where it's a noir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm hearing the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. It's like a crime noir that's three hours long. I was like, oh great, noir, slow jazz. But you love noir. butts. You. <laughs> You love noirs and you think you don't, but every time you're like, it's actually pretty good. It's complicated. <laughs> well, guess what, Matt? What? We made it through another episode of Adventure Time. We did. We did. Two of them. Yeah. Two episodes and one episode of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time co- podcast. <laughs> yep. We did it. Um, you can check us out on the socials at Oh My Glob Podcast. We're on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at ohmyglobpodcast at Oh, this cat is obnoxious. Oh, my goodness. Call and leave us a voicemail at 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562 um, or leave us a recording on the anchor.fm recording. Matt is done. He is officially zoned out. So I'm going to go ahead and just finish this up here. What? I'm Amy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Bye.